Hiya, and welcome to the Full-Time Artist Podcast with me, your host, artist and creative mentor, Nick Everest. This potty is here for all of you creative humans who are wanting to build your creative practice into a life of abundance, ease, and where you can work your passion full-time. Over the past five years, I've built a thriving creative career where I'm now earning more than I ever did in my muggle job as a physiotherapist. I am now helping other amazing creatives turning their passion into their full-time job using my signature framework, The Thriving Artist Method. In this podcast, we look behind the scenes of how I've built my creative career and talk with amazing guests who will help you build yours too. If you're a driven, creative human, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Full-Time Artist Podcast. I am so excited to be here today, as always. I've had a really, really lovely afternoon in the studio, so I'm feeling all jazzed and pumped and wanting to talk about your craft. So I know a lot of this podcast, we talk about your creative business and how to set that up, how to work through admin things, how to get on social media, all of those juicy things. But the reality is that your creative business exists because of your craft, of the thing, because of the thing that you create. So if we're not focusing on that and if we're not enjoying that, then our creative business is just simply not going to succeed. So I want to talk today about one of my key pillars that we always talk about in the Thriving Artist Method, which is your craft what it means to evolve your craft, how do you bring yourself into your craft and why, why really diving deep into bringing your unique magic, your unique point of view through into your craft is going to help you be successful. So we're talking all things your creative work today and this goes for you if you're at the beginning of your creative career or if you're mid-creative career, if you're feeling like there's a bit of a disconnect still between your creative work and yourself, this podcast episode is chatting everything your creative work. So grab yourself a cup of tea and let's get into it. So one of the first things I want to chat about is is something that we have talked about many times on the podcast, but is the age-old question, how do you find your style? And if you're a regular listener, you will know that I do not like the terminology finding your style because I think that that really limits creative humans. It makes it, it has the connotations that the appearance of your creative work cannot change. And that's absolutely not the case. What we need to focus on in our creative work is our unique point of view, our unique perspective and bringing that unique magic through our creative work, whatever means that may have, right? And how I like to describe this is your creative voice. So what you're saying with your work, what what meaning you're putting through to your work, what's your inspiration behind your work, what uh, your viewers, your audience see when they look at your work or when they experience your work, that is your unique point of view, that is your creative voice. And it has nothing to do with a certain style that you need to stick to. And why it is so important to make that um, separation between finding your style, quote unquote, and your cre- and finding your creative voice is because if you get stuck in the aesthetics of the world that we live in at the moment and forever and into the future of uh, social media and get stuck in the aesthetics of social media, 
then what might happen is you might evolve your craft into a style that you're really enjoying. You might be painting or creating in that style and then your craft may evolve again into something that looks a little different. And if we're focusing on finding our style, we might feel like, well, I can't change the work that I've been doing because that's what my audience is used to. That's my aesthetic. That's the style I've found and I've got to stick to it. And unfortunately, what happens there is that then the artist is likely going to lose their passion for their creative work. They're going to find resentment towards it. They're not going to reach their potential with their creative business because they're not going to be passionate about it, have inspiration come through to them. They're not going to feel motivated to do that work because they aren't giving their creative voice room to evolve, right? Because they're stuck in this aesthetic style that they think they need to um, stay with in order to be successful. So we're moving fully away from finding your (laughs) style and instead we're focusing on your point of view, your creative voice, what you're trying to say with your work, what you're trying to convey with your craft, with your music, with your pottery, with your um, painting. We're trying to focus on what unique magic you can bring to your creative work so that it doesn't matter if you're painting or then you do some pottery or then you write some poems. Your creative voice is coming through clearly through all of that so people will know it's from you because of what you're saying, because of your story, right? So now that that is clear, what we're going to talk about now is what to do if you're feeling a disconnect between yourself and your craft or you're not, you can't, I can't quite describe this, but I remember feeling this way that I just couldn't put my finger on what was missing in my craft, but I knew I hadn't found it yet. I knew I hadn't found what I wanted to say. I knew I hadn't evolved my craft to the point that I was really proud of it, that I knew that this was, you know, I I was confident in my art and my paintings and there was just a a disconnect between that, between me and my creative work, right? And the truth is the only way to evolve your creative work to the point where you've found that thing, where you've found your creative voice and you're feeling really proud of the work you're doing is to keep doing the work, is to keep exploring, keep experimenting, keep sharing your work And eventually with time, with exploration, with reflecting upon it, it will continue to evolve, right? But the only way to do that is is to practice, is to keep doing the thing. And to really involve in your practice, in your craft, a process of reflecting on your work, of asking yourself questions of, you know, how do you feel when you look at your work? How do others feel? How do others react? Is it conveying what you want to cre- um, convey? Is there areas that you want to improve in your work? How can you improve them? What co- kind of classes could you take or YouTube videos could you watch or, you know, where, or galleries or art shows that you could go and experience that could help you evolve your work? It's a continual process and there is no end point <laughs> to this process, Right. I will never get to a point where I'm like, yes, I'm amazing. That is it. I never need to evolve my work anymore because that's just not in our souls as creatives. We always wanting to evolve and push the boundaries and challenge ourselves more and get better and, you know, get more deeper meaning or um, be able to convey what we want to say clearer, 
improve our skills more. So this is going to be something that you're going to continue to do throughout your whole life. And that's why I think it's so important to be focusing on your creative voice and not your style per se, because the more that you can convey your point of view through your work, the more you're going to evolve your work, elevate your work, and the the better and better it's going to be. And you're not going to find yourself pigeon pigeonholing yourself in a certain way of creating, right? So I found this really interesting, and this is part of the reason why I'm really jazzed up about this subject this afternoon, is because I've spent this afternoon trying to come up with ideas for a new collection of work. That's not right. I have so many ideas for a new collection of work and I'm trying to filter through my ideas to see which one really lights me up, which one that I'm really excited about and which one I'm going to explore further, right? And one of the ideas is I've just had this obsession with trees and I asked on my social media the other week if my audience could send me pictures of any cool trees that they've come across or if they're on their morning walk, could they send me trees? And they delivered. I have so many pictures of trees in my inbox, on my computer. And it got me thinking. I was like, okay, well, I'm really passionate about trees. Clearly other people are noticing the magic of trees and the textures of the bark and the colors and everything cool about them. So I went through, wanted to go through my archives and see like, okay, what if I collect all my pictures of trees, which I'm sure is thousands, and see if I can come up with a body of work about it. And I got really excited about it. So I started going back and I only have photos from about 2015 on my computer. So I was going back and looking and I have photos of trees from before I even became an artist, before I started painting again, before I reignited my passion for creating. When I was still a physio, I had hundreds of pictures of trees (laughs) in my storage. And I was like, that is insane. This is something I didn't. So I started painting again at the end of 2015 and I didn't paint a tree until I would say at least 2020. So I had five years or four years of creating, of painting seascapes, of abstract works or whatever before I came back around to painting trees, even though I clearly had a passion for them and loved them because I had hundreds of pictures of them in my storage from well before I became an artist. So I wanted to share this story as a little bit of an insight into how your work can evolve, how things can come full circle, and also as a little reminder that The clues for your creative work are likely things in your life that you're already passionate about. And it's just about marrying up those things, right? Of joining those things that you already love to do, that you're already super passionate about with your creative work. And this doesn't mean joining everything that you're passionate about in your life with your creative work. For instance, I love sport. So Sport isn't something that features in my work, (laughs) but this passion that I had for nature and for trees, that is something that has featured in my work. And upon reflection, it's something that I, I was loving way back before I even started painting. And it took me four years of painting to even get to that point of painting a tree. So this, I just wanted to give you this little reminder right now to go back and look at some of the things that you're passionate about that maybe you don't feel are related to your creative work. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a subject matter that you're wanting to paint. Maybe it can be music that you find inspiring, or maybe it can be roller coasters or something that you find really inspiring and see if there's a way you can marry that up with your creative work. Because 
the magic of doing that, the magic of bringing those things that you are naturally passionate about, naturally obsessed with, with your creative work is that then it acts as a foolproof method for your inspiration, your motivation for actually getting the job done. If you're super excited about your work, it is so much easier to show up to your creative space and create, right? It is so much easier to share that work online, to approach galleries with that work because you're so jazzed and excited about it. Yeah. And the more you can marry up those things you're passionate about with your creative work, the more sustainable your creative work creative business is going to be the more impactful the work is likely to be because you're something you're super passionate about and the more successful you're going to be because the what we talk about in the thriving artist method right is not only your craft but your practice and your collectors and with your craft the more you're bringing yourself your you into your craft the more easier it's going to be to turn up and show up for your practice and build in those consistent creative habits because you're going to be passionate about the thing that you're creating right the easier it is going to be to build a community and an audience because you're sharing the thing that you're passionate about with them and it comes across authentically and you will attract other people who are also passionate and interested in those things so it will be easier to build a community Yeah. So you can see how all of this marries back to your craft. So it's so important to really build your craft around things that you're super excited about, passionate about, that gets you up in the morning, that you can talk to people about for ages, that you never feel awkward about the conversation about this certain thing or these certain things, because it's something that just comes really naturally and easy to you. And the more you can marry those things up and build them into your creative work, like I said, the more successful you're going to be. So then I want to talk about if you're like, right, okay, I've got so much to do with evolving my craft, with bringing more of me into it. Yes, I understand how that, you know, will build more successful business if I bring more of my unique magic in through my creative work. Okay, well, I got to spend the next 12 months doing that. So then I'll start my creative business after that. Absolutely not. There is no reason why you cannot start building your creative business right now while you're figuring out your craft. Even if you've been you know, creating for a long time and you're feeling that disconnect and you know you want to evolve your craft, that doesn't mean you have to burn everything to the ground to then figure out what your creative work is going to look like and feel like. You can keep building your community. You can keep selling your creations. You can keep working on improving your creative habits. You can keep evolving your craft all at the same time. You don't have to wait until your craft is quote unquote good enough before you start sharing it, before you start building your community, before you start selling it. And in fact, the sooner you start sharing it, the sooner you start um, building that community, the more successful business you're going to build, the more quicker, right? That is like, I feel like that was really bad English. But yeah. <laughs> them more quickly because what I hear so often is people feeling fearful of sharing their work online because they don't think it's good enough or they don't feel like anyone's going to be interested in it and they want to get their craft better before they start sharing before they start building their business but that just starts you off at behind the eight ball right 
Because imagine if you start sharing right now, today, you said, okay, for the next 30 days, for the next 60 days, I am posting every single day, or I'm going to post a picture every single day of my creative work or three days a week of my creative work or whatever, right? Slowly, you're going to find other people who are interested in the same things as you. Say, as you, say for example, you paint horses, right? You love painting horses you're a horse rider yourself you go out all the time in nature and you paint horses but your image of the horses that you want to paint don't quite meet your skill level yet right but you decide to start sharing now anyway you're going to start right now attracting other people who like horses and like riding horses and whatever like are interested in horses you will start right now attracting those people into your community. And what will happen then is they will watch you as your creative work evolves and they will then turn into really like meaningful and your soulmate clients and your real supporters of your work because they've seen you from a year ago and to now and how much your creative work has has evolved, right? But if you wait until a year from now to start sharing your work, then you miss that opportunity to gain those real soulmate supportive uh, community members, right? You miss that opportunity. And also what happens if you start sharing now, if you start sharing your work right now, whatever level you're at, what happens is it starts allowing you to learn about yourself and learn about (laughs) your triggers for why you do procrastinate for why you don't post online for it, it it lets you learn about your ego voice that voice that's trying to keep you safe and you know protected and in your comfort zone you start learning what the, that ego voice says to you to try and keep you in your comfort zone and learning strategies to move through that so that you can improve your creative practices so what i mean by that is is so for example my ego voice which once you learn what your ego voice is um or your negative nancy voice is you'll know that that voice is going to show up every time you move out of your comfort zone and there's nothing we can do to get rid of that voice completely because it's just innate within within us it's trying to protect us say if you know something like a big bear was coming at us it's it's that same voice that's saying run right but instead of the big bear, it's just a big stage of the hundreds of people and those same feelings come up. So that voice comes up and says, run. <laughs> but we don't need that voice anymore, right? Because we know we're going out of our comfort zone and we know we can cope with it. So for your ego voice might say things like, you're not good enough. You're never going to make it as an artist. For me, you're a physio. What do you think you're doing as an artist? You've never trained in this. You know, who do you think you are having a podcast? You haven't gone to university and studied studied being an artist what do you know right these are the the things my negative nancy says to me when i'm getting out of my comfort zone and when you start sharing your work now and you start posting online you start doing things out of your comfort zone you'll learn what your ego voice says to you and then you'll start being able to pump up your positive peg voice right you'll start being able to come up with sayings that you can rebut that voice and start building evidence for your positive peg to get her really strong so she can start being louder than your negative Nancy. So for me, it will be things like, I've been a creative all my life. I love creating. That's who I am at heart. 
yes, I studied physiotherapy, but that's not what my passion is. My passion is creating. And then the further I went down the line, it's like, well, why did these collectors buy these paintings if they're not good enough? I've sold work that, you know, that's some evidence or I've got people that have done some likes on this image that I posted or I had this nice comment in person about from someone else or can you see how my work has improved from last year to this year that shows that I'm good enough you know I mean you can start building evidence and building sayings into your into your positive peg that you can start using to rebut your negative Nancy so you can build in those creative consistent habits and into your practice so that you can build that thriving creative business. But if you don't start now, if you're fearful of sharing your craft now because you don't think it's ready, you don't think you're good enough, you don't think anyone will care, then you lose out on all these learnings and you, in a year's time you'll be so far behind the eight ball because you delayed till your craft was quote-unquote good enough. And what is actually likely to happen is your craft will be quote-unquote not good enough for many years right? Because you'll just keep stalling, starting because of that fear. So this is my little encouragement. And this is your sign if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you have been fearful of starting, fearful of sharing your work, because you don't think it's ready, because you don't think it's good enough, because you haven't nailed your creative voice just yet. This is your sign to start, to start sharing to start getting out in your studio and experimenting and playing and the more that you do that the more that your creative voice will start to develop and start to become clearer and clearer right and I know this episode is going on a many many tangents (laughs) I honestly could talk about this topic for days but building in those things that I talked about you know that you're really passionate about into your everyday life all those little tiny things again and again and again and again, they're just going to help act as little roadmaps of where to follow with your creative work, right? So as I said before, I'm really love sport, love exercise. That doesn't feature in my creative work, but what it does do is it gives me really good juiced up endorphins that make me feel good about myself because I love playing sport. I love exercising Right. So I know that when I do that, that is helping my creative work because it's going to put me in a really good mood when I enter my studio or when I go to a big meeting or, you know, when I go down the coast to take photos for a painting. I know that if I exercise and or play sport or whatever, then that's going to give me those good feels that is going to help me with my creative business. And so other things I do for my creative work, those like little things that get me jazzed up is I'm a landscape painter. I love being out in nature. I get so many ideas if I just go out in nature. And if I'm feeling flat or like I'm really uninspired, I literally just think about the last time I was surrounded by nature without my phone, without anyone else near, maybe with my Kelpie clothes, (laughs) but like smelling the fresh air and just taking in the scenery. And often it's, it's been quite some time, right? So I know that that is a thing that gets me excited that obviously was innate because I have pictures from 2015 of many, many trees of being out in nature, of doing things outdoors because it makes me feel good. And I've incorporated that into my creative practice. And these are just examples personally of me, but there can be so many things 
that you're really passionate about that you can in some way or another bring to to your creative work that is going to help you build that really unique strong creative voice that point of view that is going to help you stand out amongst the crowd is going to help you be passionate and motivated to show up every single day for your creative practice and it's going to get help you give you the courage to do those things out of your comfort zone because you're so passionate about the work that you're doing so i hope that this episode has given you a little bit of a (laughs) jazz up about your creative work and some ideas to think about some things to think about with your creative work and how to make it uniquely yours to really steer clear of that you know saying of finding your style because we don't want to get pigeonholed we don't want to get stuck in a certain way of doing something because we think that's the only way to be successful we really want to build our creative voice and our point of view right amazing i hope you loved this episode as much as i loved talking about this subject If ever you want to reach out, you have questions about your creative work, you want to figure some things out, please don't hesitate to uh, send me a message via Instagram is where you can catch me the best, uh, Nick underscore Everest underscore mentoring. And yeah, I, I love talking about this. So I'd be more than happy to chat to you about anything and everything your creative work. As always, thank you so much for being here. I'll catch you next week. Bye.